The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team or find a team to join, watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Listeners out there, this is Jason Kupsik, and this is the Ectoplasm Show. And of course, Josh Hurd is here with me as always. How's it going, Josh? Hey, what's up, brother? You about ready to show the movie at the conference? I am. I'm officially ready. I just got yeah. done with the uh, yeah with the final edit. It's uh, looking pretty, so we're good to go. <laughs> well. I'm excited. On today's show, we have Xavier. He lives in Las Vegas, and he runs... I don't know if he would call it a group. I guess he could clarify that. But he does have Strange World Paranormal on Facebook and Cryptid Hunter on Facebook. Yes, sir. Is that... Do you run a paranormal group out there, or do you just run it on everything you do under that name? Um, I run pretty much everything I do under that name. I don't exactly have a group, although I am putting a group together. Well, I'm trying to anyway, um, put a group together, but um, it's. I'm just having a little bit of a hard time with that because I'm trying to get some of the, uh, you know, some people that I feel would fit in perfectly and have good vibe in the group, you know. Um, you can't just have anybody join a group and then you have drama and all that, you know. Um, they everybody's got to vibe and click together. So, um, but for now, uh, uh, pretty much it's just me. It's awesome. Yeah, I completely understand that. <laughs> uh, I've gone through three full groups where I was the only one standing each time at the end. Yep. Um, people come and go, so it happens. So good luck. I hope you find some good people. Yeah, thank you. I, I mean, I've been on my own for almost. 14 years so it doesn't bother me being alone i just figured uh you know i want to expand a little bit more and you know take a couple people on because uh a lot of people call me when they come to vegas they, they want to go on a paranormal investigation so i think having a small group of no more than maybe four people would be uh, a good idea to go out and you know show people around when it i mean you don't have to to call it a burden if you don't want to but there is a bit of a burden of going through everything afterwards and all of the admin stuff which i do as well um when i do an investigation but it's nice to have other committed people to take on some of that quote-unquote burden right yeah it's it's it's, it would be nice to have a little help (laughs) i have tons of video i haven't edited yet because of the same reason i'm usually busier doing something else and it takes hours to edit, you know, a short amount of uh, video footage that you want to show. So, yeah, definitely. Um, now, you and I met a few months ago. Actually, you were traveling through, and you actually have family in the Kansas City area. Yeah, and I really like how you had told me that you, whenever you travel anywhere, you reach out to the local groups and want to meet up with them to just enjoy. Uh, seeing local places or just sit around like we did and talk paranormal stuff and I think that more groups should do that did you I mean do you ever have any that are just like no we don't even want to talk to you <laughs> I do um, <laughs> I travel a lot 
you know, like I told you when we met, I, I travel throughout the U.S. as much as I can, and and every that I, that I uh, visit, I try to talk to local groups and, you know, just say hello or if anything, just meet for a couple beers and just uh, kick back and talk paranormal. Um, but, yeah, there, there are groups that um, I, I, I guess they feel like I'm trying to move into their territory or they're very territorial. They feel like people are trying to take over their territory, which is not the case at all with me. Um, I kind of want to make a community where we can all you know share experiences and help each other out but yes there are have been groups that refuse to meet with me and you know there's been several occasions where they even want to charge me just to hang out which you know, just to hang <laughs> out just to hang out which I, it, it cracks me up you know it's like okay you know i'm not i can find out the information just as easy on google or talking to a few locals as i can with the groups except you know i just i just like to expose myself or put myself out there um and tell them what i do who i am and you know same with them give them a little bit of uh you know um i I guess promote them on my pages you know so they can get more followers but some of them are i guess they just think they're badasses (laughs) you know when it comes to paranormal or the leading authority and paranormal which kind of cracks me up every yeah. time they come up with that you know mm-hmm. but there's also on the flip side of that there's also been a lot of very cool people who met with me and showed me around and like, welcomed me to their home and their community and um you know like you were one of them when i went all the way up to kansas um and there was a couple other groups that along the way you know opened their doors up to me and we've become really good friends from that you know yeah, I believe uh, everybody in this field should work together because, there, like you said, there is no expert or authority or anything like that. We may have more experience, but that doesn't mean that we know what's going on any more than anybody else. Right. Right. And as far as people charging you to hang out with them, I think your footprint online is much longer, larger, and you should be able to charge them if anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's what a couple people has told me, but honestly, I don't, I, I that's not me, you know? No. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't yeah, suggesting I that you do it. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I, I do it for the passion. You know, I do it because I, I love doing this stuff. I like the feeling of being scared. I like the adrenaline rush. And most of all, I, I love learning from local legends, like local urban legends, you know, their, their history, um, you know, all the haunts that they have around there. You know, um, I just I just love talking paranormal with people whoever wants to sit down and talk with you know talk with me about it. Yeah, definitely. So what what do you have big that's coming up for that people can look forward to? Um, there's a couple things right now. Um, I'm going to be part of a uh, Bigfoot conference next month with uh, with my friend Brenda Harris. If you guys don't know her you guys should look her up she's been on the travel channel a few times she's been on coast to coast and every year she hosts the uh, bigfoot conference in new mexico um it's i think it's in farmington new mexico and i'm gonna be part of it she was asked me to be a guest speaker this year so i'm gonna do that uh, another thing that i have possibly coming up i have another offer um and the books just got an email uh, a few weeks ago and I'm being offered to be part of a guest on a TV show. I, I can't tell you guys which one yet, but, um, you know, we're, we're talking about being possibly a guest on a show on TV. So we'll see what happens. That's very cool. That's cool. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, hopefully that uh, works out for you. I mean, it sounds like it's already working out for you. You just can't talk about it yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can. <laughs> um, as far as conferences, the Kansas city paranormal conferences, only a week and a half away and i know it's short notice and you probably can't make it but i extend you the end to come but if you want to thank you you should yeah. have uh, your your family here in town you should let them know about it yeah they they know about it uh you met my brother-in-law mike yeah he uh he he, he was really interested in that and so is is that so i don't know if they'll be able to make it or not so tell me a little bit about the paranormal scene there in las vegas because Personally, I've never been to Las Vegas, and when you people think of Las Vegas, they think of casinos and gambling and desert. And but is there a big paranormal 
history there. Yes, actually, there is a lot of history here in Las Vegas, and that's what I tell people when they visit Las Vegas. You know, let me take you to the dark side of Vegas, you know. Um, there's, uh, you know, obviously you have the casinos and all that, but what a lot of people do not know is that a lot of the casinos on the Strip are very much haunted. There's a lot of reportings on a lot of the casinos that have reports of, you know, people they see. For example, there's there's one um, there's one casino, the, the Link, that uh, it has people report seeing a, a bloody woman running through the halls in the casino in the base or in the basement. You know, in the basement of the casino, they just see this bloody woman or a woman full of blood just running towards them when they walk through a certain room. A lot of people have reported that. We have the Flamingo, which is also haunted, and the uh, the gardens, the secret garden, or not the secret garden, but in the back of the casino, there's a garden with flamingos and all that. And that casino is haunted supposedly by, I believe is a, what was that I, uh, man? I, I lost the his name. I think is Bugsy Siegel, I believe. Was Sounds the, familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the monsters, I guess, got murdered around there, and that was his casino, and, and he haunts that area in the gardens. Um, you know, Las Vegas has a lot of hauntings. There's uh, tunnels, what we call the tunnels, or underground city in Las Vegas. It runs through the entire area of the Strip, or Las Vegas Strip, which a lot of people don't know about, but we have an underground city where, you know, we have a lot of the homeless population that live there, and a lot of murders have taken place there, and that area is very much haunted. Um, we have all around Las Vegas, we have a lot of uh, Native American um, sacred grounds. One of my favorite ones is Grapevine Canyon. It's literally littered with petroglyphs throughout the entire area. There's a lot of reports of UFOs, Bigfoots being seen there. And, you know, we have what is called the sacrificial rock, which um, was believed that Native Americans did human sacrifices in that area. And that area is very active with paranormal activity. You know, we have so much history. You know, a lot of people don't know about. Um, we have Good Springs, which is not too far from Las Vegas itself. Um, I was just there yesterday. I don't know if you guys have, have been able to watch my live videos. Um, I was. We were there yesterday, walking through the cemetery. It was built in 1890, and you know that area is really haunted. Uh, next to it, we went to a, a mine that is also pretty active. We did some recordings there. Uh, didn't exactly catch anything yesterday, but before we went another time, we, we were catching a lot of activity in that mine. So yeah, Las Vegas is full of um, paranormal activity pretty much um, all around, you know? You just gotta be able to have the time to go out and check it out. Now, do they have haunted tours? people that do that or ufo sighting guides out there there's one local group that does it um i've heard they suck i don't know i haven't i haven't gone to it but that's part of the reason why i kind of want to open my own um tour like i would say tour business here in vegas you know so if anybody wants to visit and want to go on a tour i can show them um some pretty cool spots you know there's a couple of uh abandoned pet cemetery that's really cool i've taken a couple people there and almost every person that i took has uh seen either uh what is called a phantom cat is what we started calling them um you know it's a little cat that just follows you around the cemetery and then when you're trying to pet it all of a sudden it disappears um some people have heard dogs barking at them um you know it's it's pretty cool but yeah anyway i'm i like I talk too much sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. We go off on all kinds of tangents oh, yeah. on this show, <laughs> and and just ramble on, and that's part of the best part of our show usually. Damn so skippy. feel free to just ramble on. I, I'm not saying you're rambling. I'm just putting it that way. No, I I love hearing about this stuff, and our listeners do too. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, that anyway. To get back at your question, there is one uh, local group that does paranormal. Um, uh, tours, tours um, around Vegas. So, yeah, they, there is one. Um, I think you should jump on that because yeah, it sounds like a market out there. Because I think every city, Kansas City has them. Every city has those kind of tours. And yeah, a lot of them I hear are usually cheesy, but I think you could bring something different to it. 
Honestly. Yeah. yeah I, I would like to give these, um, you know, people that come visit a first-hand experience because I believe that tour is only in a bus and they don't get off yeah, off the bus. You know, they just kind of visit places, give a little bit of history and drive on. Um, my idea of a tour would be where you actually get off the bus or car or whatever you're driving, go out and experience it firsthand, you know, step on the... Uh, well, not the burial ground, but step on the cemetery, <laughs> walk through the cemetery, you know, get the EMF out, start doing some EMF readings, you know. If they want to experience something a little creepier, um, go to that mine that I was talking about and do some EVPs inside that old mine. You know, it's pretty creepy when you go in there. There's um, there's tunnels all through that mine. So it's a pretty, pretty cool, creepy atmosphere in there, you know, and uh, just give it a little extra... Um, other than just riding the bus and hearing yeah. somebody talk about what might be haunted, you know? I think yeah, that's a perfect I mean, idea right there, honestly, because you, you, like you said, you know, instead of just sitting on a bus and driving by and be like, oh, yeah, that's where Tupac was shot, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're like actually getting off the bus and you're experiencing these places for yourself. That's something that you're not going to find in a lot of places. Right. Well, right. Vegas is already a destination city. Very uh, much for so. tourists. So Very I'm surprised so. there's not more there already. Yeah, that's that's the only one I've been able to find. I've been here for uh, 19 years, and I've I've looked for you know people that offer tourism, and, and they're basically the only one. Wow. And like I said, it's just they just drive through and don't really offer too much of an experience. Yeah, just I want to hear the. Go ahead, Josh. What no, I was just going to say, say, yeah, just snap a picture if you can, you know, while you're driving by. That's about it. Right. Right. I want to hear more about this mine because I yeah. I don't know if you remember when when you and I met, we had a family vacation plan to Vegas. That family vacation actually fell through. Uh, but you had talked about taking me to that mine, and I, I want to hear more about it. Yeah, well, the mine is uh, is located just outside of Springs, and um, it's it's pretty cool looking little mine. I unfortunately do not know the name of the mine, and I've asked the locals, and they haven't been able to give me information of the name or if anybody has passed away in there or died. However, you know the mine is pretty cool. It's it's a little creepy looking. You go inside and you go maybe downwards. I would say about fifty yards down um, on the slope and then it cuts inside towards the mine and when you go inside the mine there's different tunnels or areas you can access um, and you know it's, it's it's not very really really big but it's pretty neat and creepy looking um, a couple of times that we've been there uh, with other I was there with other people um, you know we've heard a loud scream come from inside of one of the mines or you know when we ran in there to see what was going on you know we were like three guys and it scared us it was pretty loud it sounded like a woman screaming um but you know being guys we were acting tough so we ran towards the towards the scream but when we got to the end of it you know, it was just a dead end. There was nobody. Because you guys were together. If you were separated, right. you guys would have ran the other way. Yeah, I end up in the fetal position crying or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we ran over towards the, the sound and, you know, there was nothing there. So we're like, all right, that's pretty pretty creepy. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, being guys or whatever, we, plus we were drinking a little bit. But, you know, we weren't drunk, so we knew what we heard. We decided to do some EVPs. Uh, we didn't have the actual um, K2, you know, reader, but we we had a little recorder. We were doing some EVPs, and we were asking for, you know, if something was there to give us a sign. And one of the guys got hit in the back of the head with a rock. Something threw a rock at him and hit him in the back in the back of the head. Wow. So you know, we got that. And then when we were heading back out of the mine, you know, we kept hearing or a couple of the guys that were there claimed to hear whispers um, as we were going out right right on their side of the ear. You know, like somebody was whispering on their ear. So uh, the only thing that I was able to um, confirm was a lady screaming or a scream from, from what sounded like a woman. And um, I did hear the rock fall um, on the ground after the guy got hit in the head. 
all of our lights were turned off, all our flashlights, so there was no light in there. It was absolutely dark, so we were only able to hear, you know, when the when the rock landed on the ground, and we heard the guy say "ow," you know, right before that happened, you know. Yeah, um, and I've experienced that darkness too. I've recently been in a mine in Kansas, and there's no darkness like a the darkness in a mine. Yep. Um, you get a, like a spatial displacement. Did you have any of that effect? Like I felt at one point that I was sitting still for like 20 minutes in the dark and I felt like my whole body tipped sideways. Like I was literally sideways, but I hadn't, I hadn't really. Yeah. No, um, no, I don't think I've experienced that. Usually when I am in a very dark place like that, like, like in this case in the mine where there's absolutely no light, I, I usually sit down um, for the I just for the same reason because it's too dark. You, you know, I kind of get dizzy for some reason when I'm in there, and I don't know if it's something pulling me or just me. But you know, um, every time there's some sort of entity around me, I, I tend to get really lightheaded or, or uh, like I want to throw up. You know, so um, but yeah, it, it happens in that mine quite often when I go visit it. You know, I start getting pretty lightheaded in certain areas of the mine. So, but it's it's a pretty cool spot to visit. Like I said, if anybody wants to experience it, I'll be more than happy to take them out so they can check it out for themselves. Yeah, why don't you, um, since we didn't have you do it at the beginning and we don't want people to wait till the end, why don't you tell people right now how to contact you? Well, I have I have several ways. I'm, I'm all over social media. Um, I have an Instagram page. It's called Strange World Archives. I have a Facebook page. The biggest one that I use is Strange World Paranormal. And people can also send me a friend request over at Xavier Hunter. And the nickname under that is going to be Cryptid Hunter. Um, You know, that's probably the uh, easiest ways. And, of course, I have my email. It's strangeworldch at uh, gmail.com. Are you on YouTube as well? I am on YouTube. I am under Strange World Archives on YouTube. Cool. Hey, do you do Periscope or do you just do live on Facebook? Uh, I just do live on Facebook. I used to use Periscope, but it's it's starting to. It was too much. I had too many um, social media pages open oh, up. Okay. I can't keep track of all of them. <laughs> I think people are moving away from Periscope, anyways. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about how you got the. How, how you got the name Cryptid Hunter? Is that was was that your big focus at the beginning, or? Yes, actually, um, the way I started was with a good friend uh, Alex Turn. I don't know if you guys have met him. Great guy. Um, he got me into curious into um, cryptozoology. He's really big in uh, Bigfoot and the Mongolon monster up in Arizona, and you know he started talking to me about Bigfoot years ago maybe about 10 years ago and uh, you know it i thought it would be cool to give myself a nickname and i we actually him and i came up with cryptid hunter so it just kind of stuck from there so what kind of cryptids have you gone out and looked for we've looked for in new mexico um last year we looked for uh sasquatch um we again with my friend brenda harris john lee and dave Voss and uh jc johnson um, we went out and we were looking for Sasquatch. A lot of, they have a lot of sightings up in New Mexico near Farmington area. And, you know, we were out looking for them. Um, I've also gone out and checked out for Chupacabras up in Lake Mead here in Nevada. Wow. Are there a lot of stories for Chupacabra in that area? There is a few of them, yes, that people claim to see what they think is a Chupacabra. They can describe whether it's... The, well, the description that they give is between a chupacabra and a, a big bat. You know, it looks like a huge bat, so they can't really exactly pinpoint. So it's basically like pretty much the same description of the chupacabra, three about three feet high off the ground with its large fangs. Um, you know, it's got spikes down its back, but it's got some large wings and it flies. I have not seen it, but people have um, given reports of that near Lake Mead area. Um, throughout the whole area, you know, some people, the lady, the last lady that I talked to claimed that there was one that kept visiting her house at night and kept eating her, uh, she had rabbits. She said it kept, you know, getting into the cage and taking her rabbits at night. 
Um, I, I never got to see it, unfortunately. And the attacks against the rabbit stopped um, shortly after she she talked to me. Dang. Yeah, we have a lot of reports also of uh, up in the Valley of Fire, which is not far from Las Vegas, maybe about 30 minutes up. Um, people claim to see um, what looks like a giant, um, a winged creature, creature that flies, you know, at dusk looking for, I guess, food. I don't know. But they describe it like it has like um, maybe a wingspan of about 9 to 10 feet. And it looks almost like a... What are um? It's on the tip of my tongue. Those dinosaurs that fly. Um, oh, the pterodactyls. That pterodactyl, exactly. A lot of people have reported that around here, um, and of course we have um, all the UFO sightings out here in in Las Vegas. There's tons. Yeah, of I want to. I want to get to UFOs here in a minute. I do want to ask you what your favorite cryptid is. My favorite cryptid, um, honestly, I think is hands down has got to be the uh, the werewolf. Werewolf, nice. or not necessarily the werewolf, but more more of the uh, more on the Native American side of that, which is a skinwalker. Skinwalkers, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, any particular reason it's your favorite? Um, I've I just love the lore of the werewolf, the original lore, not the sparkly little bullshit they show on TV. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm talking about the real background, the real nasty-ass werewolf that comes and he and you know takes your kids away um, from England, the folk folklore that comes from England and Ireland, and um, you know up here in our side of the world, you know you have the the Nahuales from Mexico, and you have the Skinwalkers here in the U.S., and then you have the the um, what is the other one called in Canada? Um, you slipped my mind. Mm, I'm not sure the name on that. I know that, that it's it's a growing thing. They actually have the Dogman Conference coming up, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is in the same vein there. We do a weekly news episode every week as well as our interview topic show. And I do know that we've talked quite a... We've had like four or five different werewolf-type stories around the world within the last six months. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, we had one down in Florida. We had the, a, a mass sighting over in England, and I think it's um, it's not maybe that it didn't never went away, but I think it's getting more attention now. I believe so too. Um, the one that you know, when I talk to people, because I, I love talking to people randomly about paranormal. Um, you know, some people are really quiet about it, but once you open up and you tell them, like me, I'm really open about it. So when I talk to people. I tell them I'm a paranormal investigator. They start telling me stories, and you know, you you find out that a lot of people know about, for example, out here. Well, at least here in Nevada, a lot of people know a lot about our skinwalkers, or talk about skinwalkers, or are curious about skinwalkers. You know, so yeah, it's getting a lot of attention. Yeah, I've um, I've actually been recently deciding, trying to decide what to write a book on. I have so many different topics that I want to do. Little people or just my experiences or whatever, but I keep coming back to in my mind, like Native American paranormal things. Um, I'm going to start looking into them and researching them. And actually, I just met somebody that is working in Oklahoma with some Native American people and is all kinds of stories coming out of there. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. I can hook you up with some people as well that will give you some very uh, bone-chilling stories of firsthand encounters of skinwalkers and werewolves. That that sounds great. Um, so let's get on to UFOs, which is Josh's oh, yeah. favorite topic. Nice. Um, and by favorite, going- by favorite, you mean it terrifies me to my very core. That's what it <laughs> yes, is. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you're. Familiar. I don't. I don't know if I had started it yet. By the, when you came to visit, but it was a running joke on here for a little while that I was going to start a Kickstarter campaign or a GoFundMe campaign to get Josh abducted. I was going to try to raise money to give to the aliens. That'd be pretty awesome. But it turned into Josh is a documentary filmmaker. It turned into where. 
we actually started the GoFundMe and we came up with the documentary and as soon as as soon as he's done showing his film that he's just releasing this week or last week was the first week for it right. we're going to start jo- get Josh Heard abducted a documentary film <sighs> so would Vegas be a good place to come to to see a UFO or to get I him abducted I just want to go to Vegas would probably be places yeah <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the ufo alien culture out there uh well as you can imagine it's pretty much everywhere you go here in uh, nevada um we have groom lake which you know is area right. 51 right. near the town of rachel mm-hmm. you know um that would be a good place you have the uh, it's pretty cool i mean you obviously can't go past the gates of area 51 you, you can but you won't have a good well, day <laughs> you won't have a good day or you won't know without a head you know uh, those guys have uh, shoot to kill permission out there so you right. don't want to really mess with i wonder I, I know that they have that i wonder how far you actually have to go to get the shoot to kill yeah i i don't know um there's a couple youtube videos of people actually trying to get in there and they don't get very far because as soon as you get to the gates there's always somebody watching so you know i mean you have those brave souls that try to get in there but they're not going to get more than maybe a quarter of a mile in there you know well yeah Yeah. because most people don't realize you have to go miles and miles just to get to the base from the perimeter Yes, and most likely, and you can't really see much of Area 51 from where it is fenced. So, you know, a lot of people go out there. What they do is a, a sky watch, and yeah. you know, they just you kind of just hang around with your buddies, drink beer, get drunk, whatever, and you're watching the sky looking for UFOs. You know, but um, one of the one of the one interesting story that uh, a friend of mine told me is he was uh, he's actually very uh, uh, big into UFOs as well but he went to uh, the town of Nelson not too far away from from again from Las Vegas and he was out there camping with his dog he's an old um, uh, old vet he came from Vietnam he was a Vietnam vet and you know he's really hardcore Um, so he went out camping by himself with his dog one time and in the middle of the night he says his dog just started growling for no reason and, you know, he just kept nudging the dog to shut him up, you know, so he can go to sleep. But the dog wouldn't stop growling. So what he did is that, you know, he sat up trying to find and see what was going on. But he said he didn't uh, he didn't really see nothing, you know. But he noticed that the sky was dark or the area where he was was darker than, than usual. It was really dark. And, you know, he just found it curious because he looked up and he didn't see no, no stars or anything. Um, so he tried to go back to back to sleep, and the dog again started growling. Um, so again, he he wakes up and just just kind of stares up to the sky because he says he couldn't sleep. But he said that what he was staring at was not the sky. He he described it as a huge cylinder above him and his dog um, where he was camping, and that the cylinder was slowly started slowly started to move. Um, heading east you know and then um really slow above him and he said it was really uh pretty low i mean it was low enough to make the area where he was even darker you know covering the the sky which he thought he was looking at the sky but he says it was most most likely he was looking at a ufo while he was staring up at the sky and um when at the end of that cylinder he says there were some glowing lights at the end of it but they weren't reflecting to the ground they were just you know there was just different color lights red yellow green lights just coming out of that that cylinder and then all of a sudden he says the cylinder takes off um at high speed going east and just a couple seconds later he says uh, some fighter planes came chasing it in the same direction that the that the cylinder took off on so you know that was i thought that was pretty cool um experience that that he he went through he he's never lied to me so i don't really have a, a reason to doubt him you know so um that was one of the probably coolest uh, experiences i've ever heard that is amazing how does that make you feel josh i want to do it yeah. i would yeah absolutely i would i would be all about it 
Yeah, I can take you to a couple areas where it's really dark at night, and you know we can go sky watch. There's an area, as a matter of fact, it's called a, uh, it's called um, Orb, um, Orb City, I think is what it called it, Orb City, and you know people go out there and hang out. It's not that far from Vegas, and people go out there and hang out. It's uh, it's almost like a forested area, and you know they go out and night night watch, and a lot of they catch a lot of orbs on their pictures and silhouettes of people. Um, and that almost look like aliens, the big heads, you know, the typical description of an alien with the big old head, long arms, long legs, really skinny. And they see a lot of UFOs in that area. Wow. That, that sounds like a plan because we are going to be going to different locations to experience stuff for this film. (sighs) That'll be great. You guys are always (laughs) welcome here. I'll take you. If, I mean, if he's scared of UFOs, we got to take him to the things. Yeah. I figure we should at least um, like oh, try to camp out like yeah. around the area fifty one area. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we no, should probably uh, what do I'm, that. What I'm picturing is taking him out in the middle of the desert, wrapping him in tinfoil. What the f? With just man. boxers on, not naked, because I don't want to be there when he's naked. We'll put bo- we'll leave him in boxers, wrap tinfoil around him, give him some peyote or something, and oh, see what idea. happens. And just yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I can hook him up with some peyote too, but don't tell too many people. Well, you're gonna be. Well, we could cut that out, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. You, you can definitely camp out near the Area 51 area um, and do some night watching, sky watching. You know, there's a couple good um, or pretty cool uh, spots where you can take some pictures. Um, but I think. Orb City would probably be the best bet for us to catch a glimpse at a, at least at Shadow People. Yeah, it sounds this like a plan. It sounds like uh, if we come out there for one thing, we'll do all of the things. Oh yeah, that we will be, do all awesome. things. There's plenty of places. So, what do you have an overall goal for what you want to do in the paranormal? It doesn't have to be anything as you know, like, oh, I want to prove the existence. I don't think people should go within with that goal. But do you have a goal with what you want to do in the paranormal? Honestly, I I just want to I just want to learn. I just want to learn. I don't exactly have a goal per se. Um, I want to meet as many people as I can, experience what they are experiencing, whether it's paranormal, cryptids, urban legends, um, whatever it is. You know, I just I just want to. I just want to learn. I, I just love this stuff. You know, I have a big passion for it, big curiosity for it. And I just wanted to meet as many people as possible and talk to as many people as possible about it. So do you have any trips in the near future that you can let people know that you're coming to those areas? Uh, yes, I've been planning a trip across the, the U.S. again. Um, and uh, But I don't know the exact locations I'll be visiting yet. I know we're going to uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. We're going to be heading to Florida, New Orleans. We're going to be going all the way up to uh, New York and then back around uh, through Kansas, South Carolina, Ohio. You know, we're, we're planning nice. to go all through throughout the whole U.S. So everybody out there listening, make Xavier's life easier and contact him and not make him look for you. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so you you also you're a bit of an urban explorer. You when you told me that when, yeah when you I've seen you your videos and stuff of you just you'll stop on the side of the road and go explore what looks like an abandoned building. What are some of the coolest places that you found just out on the road? Well, um, actually, one of the coolest places um, and was pretty neat and somewhat scary was there in Kansas. It was that asylum that we went to. Um, you and I talked about it. Yeah, you found that doll. Yeah, I, ha- I have her next to me, the, the little clown doll. Um, but yeah, that was that was very neat. And find out the history about it. I guess it was uh, an old um, hospital that only African Americans were able to get, or the only place where African Americans were able to get uh, medical service back in the day in that hospital. And apparently it eventually became an asylum for a little while. And there was a few deaths that happened there. So that place was very cool. Wow. Um, and obviously I brought the doll back, which I probably should have left alone. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's pretty active. And she a lot of people feel really uncomfortable around her, including my wife and my kids. Um, 
ever since I brought this doll home, we've been seeing a uh, a cat running around the house. We have a cat, but there's a second cat that runs around the house, and it just kind of uh, disappears. So uh, I'm assuming it's attached to the doll. I'm not sure. Wow. But other than that, you know, I visited quite a place, abandoned places, uh, abandoned hospitals, abandoned buildings, a lot of abandoned uh, houses with basements, very creepy looking basements. Um, one of them that's that's really cool, too, is uh, just outside of Barstow um, here in California and inside the town of Hinkley, it's a two story home. And that's when I actually saw my first full body um, uh, apparition is a. Uh, I was driving after dropping off my son at California to his mom. I was driving through the desert, coming back to Vegas. And I noticed a two-story home in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, me being the curious guy that I am, I pulled over to the house and decided to walk around. While I'm walking through it, I look up. And in the second story, there's a little girl looking down at me. It's a full, now, it's a full girl. It looks, she looked like, flesh you know I mean real like a real person and she's just looking down at me and I look back up at her and I wave at her but she didn't she didn't respond or, or did anything facial feature she didn't she just backed away she backed in back into the house so you know being that the house is really abandoned it's in the middle of nowhere I decided to go inside the house and see if she was okay or if she needed help because she looked like she was like really dirty um, her clothes looked old so I wanted to go inside the house and just make sure she was okay. If she needed help, I'd help her out. So as I'm walking inside the house, I noticed that the house is, you know, more damaged inside than, or just as damaged inside as it is outside. And I'm walking through every single room as I'm going up and I'm, I'm trying to call her or say, hello, is anybody here? Whatever. And I'm walking through, I go upstairs, I go through every bedroom upstairs because I didn't hear any any noises or anything. And when I get to the room where the girl was, there was nobody there. The huh. the creepy part about that is that that room where I saw the little girl is a child's room or a little kid's room or used to be a kid's room. And in the closet, there's a pair of pajamas just hanging from the closet um, just, you know, on that was left behind. Wow. And um, what I did is I... I I recorded a video of me going inside the house. It's on my YouTube page. People can check it out. Um, I recorded a video of me going inside the house, and you can see the room where um, where the little girl was. And you can see the pair of pajamas that I'm talking about that are hanging from the closet. And I posted the video on YouTube, and I've actually received a lot of uh, email from that particular video from people that lived in the house before. And they told me that there was actually four deaths, four deaths in that house uh, apparently from what these people had told me was that the little girl had died her dad had killed her oh my and then the dad, the dad killed the mom and then he killed himself the third death was somebody who uh, who was dumped there just the body that was dumped there in the house so the house seems to be a bit active and I'm trying to go back to do um, some more research but recently the house got uh boarded up again and I can't seem to find the the person who owns the house but I'm still trying to go back in there and do a, a video of uh, us doing a paranormal investigation inside the house. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, and that's also the stuff of horror movies and yeah. nightmares. At least for my wife. She, <laughs> when she hears that story <clears throat> she won't be able to sleep for a few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool. We also have um, uh I don't know if you guys have. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if you guys have heard the uh, about the six 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 house here in Las Vegas. I, I have not. So. No. Well, um, I'll tell you the story if if that's cool with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Well, um, here in Vegas, we have a house um, in a kind of richy area of uh, of Las Vegas. Um, well, it used to be. It got demolished now, but um, when the house was still standing. You know, the address, some people say the address read 666, and others say it read 669, you know, and then, you know, obviously it took off from there and people started calling it the 666 house. Right. But in that house, you know, it, it's always had very, very bad luck. And people have not been able to construct it or build it, no matter how many people buy the property and try to build on it. 
for some reason, it just doesn't work out. Um, I personally have seen about four different construction crews working on the house. And then next thing you know, a month or two later is up for sale again. Um, but the, some of the stories that are attached to the house is that way back in the day when the house was up, um, you know, because of the number, a lot of people kept coming over and bugging the, the people that live there. So they, they ended up moving away. So the house sat abandoned for a very long time. And um, one of these times, the uh, a little local girl went missing. Oh, wow. And, you know, there was a big search, a big deal out here in Las Vegas. Everybody was looking for this little girl, and they didn't find her. Eventually, there was a, um, a couple of officers that went into the abandoned 666 house and found a jar in the, in the basement. Well, the jar contained uh, a human heart inside of it. And, you know, they, apparently they came to find out that the, the heart belonged to the little girl who had gone missing. Somebody had killed her and kept the heart in the, in the jar. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of um, symbols on the walls, like satanic symbols on the walls and all that. Sure. So they, didn't, they were confused whether it was a human sacrifice that happened there or what had happened in that house. So fast forward a couple years later, somebody bought the property they started doing construction, but the construction crews would not last long in that house. So a lot of the crews kept leaving and, you know, taking off and freaking out. They kept saying that they keep hearing voices in that house and they can't work. Well, one particular guy, you know, one of the particular guys that was a framer, he would show up early. He wasn't afraid of, of nobody. You know, he wasn't afraid of no ghost or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he went in there being a supposedly the toughest guy and um but he kept telling his wife that he does hear the voices you know and his wife told him to be careful um but you know he wouldn't listen to anybody so he kept going and a couple of weeks later uh while he was working in the house they found him hanging from one of the rafters inside the house Come on. Um, he a suicide you know and they think it's because of the voices that he kept hearing so again the house was closed down and up again in the market um i used to work near the area so i'd always drive by and i'd I'd see construction crews like different crews all the time and um again a few years later different crews you know kept coming and going and each time the house was up for sale the last crew that i was able to see there and i was actually able to talk to them personally was a a crew of, of guys that were working there and you know i i asked them if i can have permission to go inside the house and check it out and at first the guy was like, no, no. So I, you know, I had to bribe him. I got him a, a 12 pack of beer and they were like, all right, come meet me on Friday. My <laughs> boss won't be here. He's going on vacation. So I said, like, all right, cool. So Friday came, I showed up with my equipment, ready to go inside the, the 666 house. But um, I noticed it was boarded up again. And the guy that I had talked to was just there closing up for the day. And I told him, I asked him if I can go inside the house. And he's like, no way, man nobody's going in this house again and i was like what happened and he told me that two um two of his construction crew crew members uh saw a little girl running in the house and the rest of them had kept hearing voices again and you know some of them kept seeing like uh full body shadow apparitions coming at them while they were working in the house so he did not let me go inside of the house because he was he was a he was fearing for everybody's safety, I guess. So, you know, they they um, they kicked me out and all that, so I wasn't able to go in. A couple of months later, um, the house got demolished. They tore the house down completely, so nobody's able to go in there anymore. But before all that happened, I had talked to one of my co-workers. She's big into paranormal as well. And she had gone at night with her friend to check out the house from the outside. And she took a picture at one of the windows in the upstairs. And you can clearly see in the pictures what looks like a little girl staring back at her um, when she snapped the photo. Wow. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's really clear. I'll try to get that picture for you guys if I can. That'd be um, awesome. So you guys check it out. Did the uh, human heart in the jar make the news or was that just a story? I, I haven't been able to find the actual um I haven't been able to find the actual uh, news clip from it. 
I think it's just a story that was uh, that was added to the house, to be honest with you. But I don't know. I haven't seen it. And a lot of people claim that it's real or that it's true. But we're talking about um, like maybe 30 years, 40 years ago. Right. You oh, know? Okay. So I don't know if I'd be able to find it. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely a story that's attached to it. That's insane. I do know that weird, people do weird things in their basements. I mean, this probably wasn't the guy that that lived there. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, it, it was hardly ever occupied. But yeah, the house um, was mostly abandoned. I did a live broadcast from that house. Well, from outside. Um, now that it's demolished, and, and I retell the story of the six 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 house on my on my live feed. That's really cool. Um. So, if there's, is there one place you would like to go, uh, paranormal or ghosts wise? Yes, I would like to go to the uh, um, what is it, the uh, Japan, the suicide forest in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. we've done an episode on that yeah. actually. Nice. Yeah, that's that's on definitely on my bucket list. Uh, the second place I would love to visit is that Mexican uh, uh, island of the dolls. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! The one yeah. I want to go check out too. Oh <clears throat> yeah, that those are definitely on my list too. Another one is that uh, uh, that abandoned village in Antarctica that Destination Truth went to. Yeah, yes, that place would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I, I saw that episode; that was pretty freaking badass. <laughs> you got any other questions, Josh? No, man. It was kind of insane like you were like asking all of my questions <laughs> I do have another question sure. um, and it, it's you don't have if you don't have one it's fine but I'm sure you get contacted by a lot of people with your online <laughs> presence is there a, a, a really weird story from somebody and you, you, obviously I don't want you to name names or anything like that but <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've come across not necessarily the craziest thing, but something that you felt was true. Oh, geez. Um, shoot. And I've heard so many stories throughout the whole years, it's hard to pick. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of uh, Water Babies? Um, Native American legend. Maybe. I mean... It sounds familiar. All right. Well, um, up in Lake Tahoe, here in, in Nevada, there's a uh, there's a legend of the water babies. That's a re- that that look is really crystal clear, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they they uh, they used to warn their kids to stay away from from the water because they were afraid that the water babies would drag their kids into the water. Well, um, there's a lot of uh, petroglyphs up in Lake Tahoe. If you know where to look, you can find them where there's petroglyphs of little handprints, little little tiny little handprints along the the canyons, and you know that's the areas where Native Americans were warned their kids to stay away from. Um, a lady claimed that one time when they were camping, she uh, she was out there camping with her kids, and you know she didn't know about the legend or anything like that. And at night they were sitting there camping, and one of the uh, one of the one of the people that were camping with him um, heard little like somebody was drowning in the water and uh, sounded like a little kid asking for help so that person got up went to uh, try to help or look for whatever sounded like was drowning and was dragged inside the water but and it was, the body was never recovered wow. um, the lady claimed that when they heard the splashing of the guy being dragged into the water they all ran towards the area to try to help them, but they weren't able to because they said that they saw what looked like a, a mix between a, a fish and a human holding that person underwater and then dragging it inside the lake. So um, that's probably one of the uh, pretty interesting story that I've heard. Um, it looked more like a, a child or a baby than an adult, like a mermaid. Well, it said it looked like she, she said it was about maybe um, I asked her about how tall it was. And she said it was sticking maybe about two feet out of the water. 
and it looked very powerful and it looked almost like a fish she said but it was standing erect from the water you know it was standing up holding that person down and dragging it into the water with it oh my god so uh it's terrifying we're gonna do a whole line of get Josh Hart abducted. God just. damn it, Koopsik! Come on. We're gonna do the aliens first. Then I think I think we're gonna do Bigfoot next. Yeah. I, I want to get little people in there sometime. We wanted to do maybe, Men in Black. We wanted to do the Men um, in Black. I think water babies and mermaids would be a great one to add in there too. Such. Throw throw some a uh, couple skinwalkers in the mix. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> really screw them up for life. Yeah, I was gonna say I. Uh, I see a lot of therapy in my future. <laughs> you might get probed, but I'm the one that has to live with the guilt of getting you probed. Yeah, you're the one that's... Oh, man. God damn it. <laughs> I just keep thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, if, if you guys are ever in Vegas, uh, and, and our, if you guys see me around uh, your town, you know, just let me know. I'm happy to uh, to take you with me, and we can check out these these stories, you know. The, the yeah. biggest thing is, like, I'm trying to open people's minds. I guess that's that's my biggest uh, mission, if you can call it. Um, I want to open people's minds up. You know, there's there's so many people that uh, don't... They, people don't go out anymore and explore anything. You know, they're too concerned with TV or or uh, social media. They, they don't really go out and explore. They don't go out and check these places out, so... I want to take people. That's why I always have an open invitation. I want to take people with me to come join me, hang out with me. You know, we'll talk paranormal. We'll share stories. You know, we'll go out to the field and actually do some footwork, you know, and show you what I do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Very and nice. like uh, like I tell most people, whether you believe in the paranormal or not, I haven't met a single person that is not interested in hearing about a paranormal story. Right. It's all whether they're joking and making fun of it, which you know every you know everybody does to some degree. They still, when for me personally, my experience over the years, even the person making the most fun of me, which hasn't been a whole lot, but making the most fun of me for looking for ghosts or whatever, still likes to hear me talk about my stories of actually going out and doing it. But they won't go and do it. Yeah, same here. I get, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, you, I, you've probably seen the messages that I get sometimes, you know, um, I like to post them on Facebook every now and then, <laughs> but, um, you know, people make fun of it, but <laughs> when I tell them, well, come join me, you know, I'll, I'll go visit you, you, you come meet me and we'll go out and check it out. Um, you know, they're all gun ho for it, but as soon as the time or the day comes, they all of a sudden have something to do, <laughs> you yeah. know. So they decide not to come with me. They free, they chicken out, basically. Pretty well, dead. and whether you actually have any experiences or or see anything, I find, and I'm sure you feel the same way. You're having a great time doing it, and you get to go to some historic, awesome places that people don't experience. Yeah. And that's like the hidden perk. We always talk about it on the show here. That's the hidden perk of yep. doing the paranormal field. We get to do things that other people just don't do. Yeah. Yep. Most of them, they're like, oh, really? You did that? But they, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that 100%. You know, um, that's, I, I love that because, you know, like I said, I travel a lot and I met so many people and I visited so many places. It's, 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 it's awesome. You know, it's just the beauty of it. Like you said, you get to visit places that most people will probably never get to experience or visit, you know, in their lifetime. So let me la- ask you one last p- closing question in if you had a superpower, if you could pick your superpower, what would it be, and why would you pick that one? Oh man, um, I think it'd be cool to read people's minds to see what they're really thinking about. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that would be a pretty pretty badass superpower to have personally. Um, I've always been curious about what's in other people's minds. You know, do you think? Uh, do you think that there's people that already have that? real power possibly I mean you never know you know possibly but uh, if you're gonna 100% uh, maybe do maybe. I believe they have it no not really yeah 
Alright, well, um, I know you're probably going to be coming back to my neck of the woods sometime yes, in the not-too-distant future, probably, because you have family here. So next time you're in town here, let me know, and we'll definitely figure out something to do. For sure. Yeah, you'll, you'll be one of the first people I contact. Alright, well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, and brother. We'll have you back on in the future, I'm sure. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm here anytime you need me. All right. Cool. See ya. Talk to you soon, man. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So are you still recording? Yeah, I'm recording, man. Still doing it. What did you think of my friend Xavier? Dude, he's a cool guy. He's a very cool guy. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, obviously... No, he seems like really grounded, like really down to earth well, kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but he I, doesn't seem like a fucking was, crazy. The first thing I ever saw of him, right, was his email to me. Okay. He emailed every other group in town. His email oh. to me saying, "Hey, I'm coming through your area. I'd like to hang out. Maybe we could go check the place out or whatever." Yeah, I think that's really awesome that Fuck he does yeah. that because just like. We meet so many people on this show yeah. and doing what we do, but so many other groups are like, they they guard themselves and they don't want to talk to other people. It's because and I, I respect know, that man. he does that. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't understand exactly why, but you're right. They they do. They guard themselves or whatever. Um, I don't necessarily understand it, but at the same time, you and I are also more extroverted. You know what I mean? I mean, we pretty I, much I have to. No, we pretty we, much have to be. Extroverted. We are for the show, but we're right. a little bit different off the show. Off the show, we are different. But at the same time, then, there's a completely different Josh and Jason. You know, like even when I'm like showing a film or something like that, I know for a fact I'm going to have to talk to some people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I still think it's a the fact that there's a possibility even though it's slim these days there's a possibility that you might get picked up for a TV show and if you talk to no. somebody else in the field you prompt them up just that little bit you, they might get the show over you that's fucked I, I think that still runs through people's minds I think I you're used, right I think no, it used I think to you're be right. more prevalent no yeah you're absolutely I right there. I think even five years ago it was probably more prevalent but at the exact same time people have to realize as far as the genre itself is concerned with this whole um whatever you want to call it paranormal reality tv i guess is what we could pigeonhole it as it's a dead fucking genre it is dying okay it's slowly the investigative shows yes definitely are slowly but surely dying some of them have been revamped and come back and seemingly breathe new life but at the same time, they're they're all pretty much going down. Now, I, I see this like kind of ebb and flow that's going to be happening throughout the next decade. I'm going to guarantee that. But within the next 20 years, it might be completely gone forever. Off the radar. Until maybe 40 years down the line. And then it comes back with a vengeance. You know what I mean? It's just the way it goes. It's just how shit happens. So are you up for going out to Vegas and having Fuck him yeah. take us out and show us around all these places? Absolutely. I think it'd be great. I think we need to get every fucking second of it on film. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? I mean, that's yeah. what part of it will be for. That's my uh, point. The- I, we, I think we have to do it. And here's the best part, my friend. We can get cheap as fuck flights to Vegas. Everybody yeah. flies to Vegas and everybody flies there for like a dollar. Okay, it's maybe not a dollar, but like people fly there fucking cheap. So It'll we be could cheaper do this. for me than you unless you drive. No, down I'm coming here. down. I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm coming to you. We're flying out of KCI because that's pretty much the only place to fly out of because F Omaha. I can't stand Omaha Airport, but whatever. Um so yeah. We're gonna. Anyways, know. I'd like to thank Xavier again for coming on. He's, He's sad, a busy man. guy. He's a good dude. 
He's a yeah, good it was, dude. I, I really enjoyed it. Him and I, when he came into town, yeah, um, he emailed me. And then I said, hey, tomorrow when I get off work, why don't we meet up at this bar? And we'll just talk because I don't really, I, I wasn't, at the time I wasn't able to do an investigation overnight. It was during the middle of the week and I yeah. was working and yeah, yeah. I just went up there. We had a few beers, sat up there for a couple hours, met his brother-in-law who lives here in Kansas City. Oh, cool. And actually works with the guy that used to be in my group. Oh, no shit. Um, yeah, we just bullshitted about the paranormal for a couple hours, had a wow. couple beers and it was a good time. That's great. Uh, all right. So, guys, go ahead and reach out to us. 913-730-7255. Ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. At Ectoplasmshow on Instagram and Twitter. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. Ectoplasmshow.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, you forgot that last I week, did. So I- we both dropped the freaking ball on that i'd man. like to thank big rip for the franklin road coffee, coffee porter, porter that i drank through most of this episode and now i'm a little tipsy it's so Quite tipsy. good it is so good yeah i was sipping the shit out of that the night of your uh your birthday party wasn't it yeah i'm telling you that's one of their staples it'll be there for the vip party yep yeah hopefully he'll bring it to the conference I hope so. I really hope so. But hell yeah, dude. All right. So on that happy little note, we're going to let you guys go. I hope you guys have a great, great weekend. And we will talk to you bright and early Tuesday morning with the news. So until then, everybody, peace out.